All right, today I'm here with Jack Taylor, and by the look of case of medals that you have, you served in the Korean War, is that correct? That is correct. What years? Uh, 1950. Wow. Right. Did you get in right after high school? Uh, pretty much so, yes. Was it the Army? Air Force. Air Force, okay, cool. And so I'm assuming you signed up to, to serve in the Air Force. Yes, right? uh-huh. Um, any particular reason you picked the Air Force? Well, my uncle was a colonel in the Air Force. Oh, wow, okay. And flew the Susie Q. Okay. So uh, he talked me into going in the Air Force. So he, he used his experience to basically say this is the way to go. Right. And the first thing I heard when I went in was don't expect any help from him. Oh, well, of course. He wanted you to make his right. own. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Said, well, Sarge, that's right. I don't expect any help from my uncle. Yeah. And I said, I know he's Springfield's hometown hero and all the rest. I said, but I am going to make mine on my own. That's cool. Right. So what was your job in the Air Force? I was a radar gunner. Well, I was a gunner on a B-29. Okay. And uh, waste gun. Okay. And uh, then whenever I come back from overseas, I went into just radar. Okay. So I was a radar operator. And that's, you know, I've actually, I, I want to say I had a, took a veteran out to lunch, and he was a, a radar operator early on, probably in, in the early, because, I mean, Korean War, radar was still relatively new, and the yes. technology was relatively new. So you had a bunch of guys that was l- learning new technology but now it's completely different you. you know we're in yeah. gps and all that stuff right. and satellite and all that stuff which is just crazy the development of how that stuff goes right. so you said b29 b29 right how many did you fly how, how much how often did you fly pardon how often did you fly uh well let's see uh whenever i went overseas it was uh about every other day wow and we had a lot and uh, did a lot of uh, gunning, uh-huh. and we'd go over an <coughs> enemy village, you know, and I always kind of got to me thinking about those people that could be innocent in mm-hmm. some of those huts down there. And so I'd say, Captain, I said, now, when I clear my guns into those huts down there, I said, am I killing innocent people? He says, don't think of it that way. You're killing the enemy. And he said, so don't feel bad about what you're doing. So I said, well, I said, it kind of worries me that there might be some innocent people, you know, kids and everything else in those huts. And he says, well, you fire off a few at the huts and see what happens. And I did and had big explosions because they were pouring in those huts. So they made you think that there were people in there, but it was all... Right. and it was all ammo and wow. everything else. So it was really a, a eye-opening thing. Um, yeah, and, I'm, and he's probably speaking off of experience, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? And I'm sure that's something every person that serves, especially overseas in, in war, have to go through and see. And the guys that have gunned probably know, hey... It's they're pulling on your heartstrings. That's what the, that's what it, they're oh, doing. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's and incredible. It was really something, you know. And I uh, trained my guns down, and I had a red button, you know, to fire off the waist and the, uh, both sides and the belly and the tail. 
so I'd put them down and of course on the waist guns were 50 caliber and the uh, uh, tail and uh, nose and belly was all 30 caliber okay so you keep calling it waist gun that's yeah. what it is that's what it's yeah. called what is that well that was uh, B50 well not B50 that was uh, 50 caliber on each side uh-huh. of the plane okay and that was you know the main front armament. front facing I'm front, assuming yeah the front was a 30 yeah and the tail was a 30 and the belly was a 30 so where would you be in the B29 to be able to see because you had control over all those guns right right so how where would you where would they put you in the in the plane to like see because you would have to orientate yourself I'm assuming right. everywhere well I would uh, be in what they call the waist gunner position so I would have a flat platform with buttons and the red buttons were live ammo uh-huh. so you know you'd fly over an enemy village or something and you know I'd say sir permission to clear my guns and he'd say well go ahead Jack so I'd hit that red button Wow! and I'd thought to myself several times I wonder if there's innocent people yeah but then we'd get those big explosions for when I'd hit a hut that was loaded with ammo, and we'd get a big explosion. And he says, well, see there, don't feel bad. Yep. Wow. He says, you're doing your job, and you're getting them. That's, that's good. Okay, sir, thank you. Wow. And uh, my uncle told me one time I met with him in San Francisco. And like I say, he was a colonel, and I had two little stripes. And uh, he said, well, Jack, he said, uh, I hear you're doing a pretty good job. And I said, well, okay, Uncle Felix. I said, thank you. And he says, well, he said, uh, i let you know when you come in that I couldn't be any kind of an influence for you. And I said, well, Uncle Felix, the only influence that you've been for me is to tell me to do my job. So I said, I did my job. So... It was sad, you know, and, you know, here we were in South Korea, and, of course, North Korea was the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, how do these people handle that? You know, because you'd think Korea's not that big of a place, that some of them would have relatives living in North Korea. Still. Yeah. And uh, so he said, don't consider it that way. He said, you just do your job. And I said, okay. And I said, you let me know, Captain, when you want me to fire him off. Man. He said, well, he said, we got a village coming up. He said, get ready. So, Did you, you said mentioned earlier that you got into radar after you got back from Korea? Yeah. What'd you do? Did you go anywhere else overseas and do that? Or was that all here, all here. stateside? All here, stateside. You, you served from... 50 to 53, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's cool. You want to explain to me what some of these medals in the case are? Well, uh, can't see very good. Gotcha. Okay. Here we go. Okay. This primarily was Korean service. Uh-huh. And also it was, uh, you know, uh, oh, heck, that's all I could say, I guess, really, it was Korean. Uh-huh. And uh, and uh, this one was for armament, 
and this one was United Nations, and this was uh, a Japanese medal for me. Wow. So that was it. I got, I think, ten all together, and all I got now, you know, I didn't finish getting my medals, which I should do, I guess, because I'm supposed to have ten. Oh, wow. And that's only, what, seven there. Yep, yep, you're right. That's incredible. Well, thank you for sharing those with me. Jack, thank you so much for your service. You're more than welcome. Thank you for coming to lunch with me today, sir. I really appreciate it. I sure appreciate coming with you. And I like your hat. Thank you. Go Chiefs. I should say.